turn yourself in, but they are ruthless, hungry and in power again. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the number one YouTube channel in all of the YouTube. We're better than Logan Paul. Fuck Logan Paul. Fuck Jake Paul. Fuck all those other fuckers. It's Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to YouTube. Man, we YouTube. Hey, I don't know what the fuck this intro. Remember is. how we have a YouTube channel? We should probably put things on it. Oh yeah. Huh. This is Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast by, for, and of the terminally online. I'm Sarah, aka Roger Fails. I'm Caroline, aka Major Katsuragi Misativa. <laughs> I had a nickname, but then Sarah said the phrase Tim Ass, and that's all I can think now, so I guess my nickname's Tim Ass now. We're all Tim Ass. We are all Tim Ass. Wait, I'm I'm John Hickenlooper starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Hey, good. Wait. The the film Looper with Joseph Gordon. Oh, no, yeah, wait, we're... no, I'm thinking of a different one. Am I? No, Looper is Looper is the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, whose, whose face has been composited to look like Bruce Willis, which is which really fucked with me the first time I watched. What movie am I thinking of that has a loop and also has Jake Gyllenhaal? Or am I just making this up? Are you thinking of Primer? No, because that doesn't have Jake Gyllenhaal in it. <laughs> Don't worry Are about it. It doesn't of matter. Nightcrawler. This doesn't matter we at need, all. We need to make a Venn diagram of movies starring Jake Gyllenhaal and movies involving time travel, and eventually we'll get to it. Yeah. Hold on, let's just, Okay, are you thinking of Velvet Buzzsaw? No. Are you thinking of Spider-Man Far From Home? No. I must have just <laughs> been, I must have of, just thought he's thinking, in Looper. I, no, you're thinking of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, but it works. <laughs> you yep. are now thinking of Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Inception. He, he played someone de- named Detective Loki in a movie called Prisoners. Getting some Which real deep war on Jake Gyllenhaal on the pod yeah. today. Um, it was the movie anyways. Source Code that I was thinking of, I think. What the fuck is that? That sounds bad. It, it's a movie with a time loop. Okay. There's a lot of those. Sure. Yep. Alright. So do you want to start off with some bad shit, or do you want to start off with some good shit? Oh, you know I want to start out with the bad shit. Lay it on me. Let's, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Um, so, Oregon. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about Oregon? So the um the and I'm sorry I don't have I don't remember if it was the, the the I believe it was the Oregon Senate if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I I got you I got you Sarah. Um, the Oregon heavily Democratic controlled Senate was slated or allegedly slated. Some murky details coming out now, but um they were going to pass House Bill 2020, which is a piece of climate legislation focusing on capping um, carbon emissions and trading. Uh, Then last week, I think, 11 uh, Republican senators decided that being like doing their job and like showing up to a vote, even if it's just a vote no, um, is somehow tantamount to like being a political prisoner or something. And so they all just fled the state to Idaho in an undisclosed location. So presumably they're just all the um all the dozens of white nationalists and militias that uh permeate the um Pacific Northwest and into like the northern Rocky Mountains like in Idaho and Montana. Uh they're yeah. pro- they're all in league and um Yeah, there is there so, are there are there are heavily armed white 
uh, supremacist militia. Not not white supremacist. I mean, yes, white supremacist. Essentially, white supremacist. Well, there uh, there's militias. explicit white supremacist militias and oh, not explicit, but still cool. white supremacist militias. Cool. That's um, great. And so the Oregon Democratic state governor Kate. Brown decided that she was going to use a uh, provision in the legal code to compel these state senators to return by sending out the, by saying that she was going to like send out the cops, the state troopers after them to arrest them because apparently they can do that under Oregon law and also issue a $500 fine for every day they don't show up. Um, turns out that Blue lives don't really matter, according to the Republican <laughs> senators, because one of them said, uh, if the police are coming, they better come heavily armed. Um, and he was also an ex group, so probably did some really cool things overseas. <laughs> um, and now, as of this week, it's just been a standoff with like escalating violent threats from Republicans and like militias massing, uh, across the state or whatever, um, a really contentious issue. And today, the absolute noodles, that is the Democratic Party in Oregon, really the Democratic Party everywhere said that, um, yeah, this bill is probably dead. We're not going to have a vote on it. The 11 senators who fled are still missing in action, as far as I can tell. And now the um, Senate Majority Leader and the uh, President of the Senate in Oregon are backtracking and saying that, well, this we may not have had the um, 16 out of the 18 votes we needed to pass this in the first place. So we might not be we may have never been able to pass it. So uh, get like, look over there, squirrel. Don't look at us. Um, oh clearly God. capitulating to um yeah, authoritarian, like a straight up coup d'état. So um, why did the why did them leaving just stop the process? Like Democrats in the like I, I am just me not, not understanding. sure because did like, they like, we, like did they did they need like quorum? Did they need a certain number of people yes, to actually yes, be able to yes, pass I think it? It's, in the articles that I read about it, I there was the word quorum, but I have no idea what that meant. So it, it, it just means like a minimum <laughs> number of people need to yeah, show up for a vote to be binding. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. So fucking stupid. And yeah. uh, everyone is, of course, all the activists in Oregon are furious at the Senate Democrats for being so fucking useless, um, and like asking, like, okay, so um, if you didn't have the votes for this climate bill, a reporter asked the majority leader why you didn't whip their caucus, why didn't you whip your caucus into line? The response was, which quote, it doesn't work that way, unquote. That's that's literally the point of a whip. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna peek my microphone. I had to cover my hands. <laughs> I really wish this blackberry tangerine delicious Wegman's uh, sparkling water was a beer instead. I'm just I'll drink the beer in your honor. I have a, a fresh Mill Street organic lager, uh, not sponsored. So yeah, um, militias are good actually and effective and. I just, I feel like... Oh, the and, um, oh, sorry, oh, but uh, while this was all going on, um, like, the Oregon GOP Twitter account was, post was like, just openly, like, making light of the whole thing, and, like, they posted a picture of, I guess, a recent, um, you know, a like, a protest protest. Yeah, it was an old protest, building, right? Just, like, people, I don't remember what the issue was, but it's just, like, people holding signs um, in support or opposed to some bill or whatever, maybe, like, 50 people on the steps of the state house, and they 
the caption they posted the picture was like, oh, look at these like terrorist violent threats um, undermining Oregon's democracy or whatever, like making fun of the idea that a senator openly threatening to gun down police is somehow not um, a, an absolutely wild thing to happen. Like that's just God, a normal you know part what, of the democratic though? process. Wouldn't it have been mm-hmm. fucking sick if it escalated and a bunch of Republican yeah, senators mean, and militiamen died in a firefight? Versus the cops vers- and like the Republican senators are involved. I mean, it's like a reverse <sighs> alien versus predator. Whoever wins, we win. We win. Yeah. Um, well, we lose too, but in a very fleeting sense, we win. There, yeah. there, there's like a there's like a quadrant, like a um, what's the thing in genetics, like the Punnett square. The, 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 Punnett squares. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining that there was a Punnett square of whoever wins, we win. Whoever loses, we win. Whoever wins, we lose. And whoever loses, we lose. We just have to get Alex Leaf Crunch that, on this. Yeah, I was about to say something. Yeah, like job for Alex Leaf Crunch, <laughs> master of charts. <laughs> Local chart witch. And a little fun (laughs) um, postscript to the uh, ongoing, but seemingly, it seems to have finished now, the Oregon saga is um, (laughs) on a very, um, not a really good website called reddit.com. There is a subreddit for Trump supporters called The Donald. And as of today, they have been officially quarantined for making tons of violent threats against those police officers. (laughs) I want to chime in and say this is I genuinely think this is a worse measure than doing nothing as they have continued to do for that subreddit. I genuinely think this is a worse move for them. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's like it's victimizing them while still allowing them to organize on the platform. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. 100%. There is no good that it does except for now there are people who are sympathetic to the cause who would not otherwise be like if they wanted to stamp this out they could have just banned it and reddit's gotten pretty litigious about banning bad subreddits recently like yeah. they banned uh what the fuck was it like friend world or something well, that was they, just like a... the, the reddit pattern is whenever there is some sort of news story in the mainstream press about like all these terrorist cells forming on reddit that's when they act and not a heartbeat before yeah, and there was and there was um, a post or an article in Media Matters talking about, hey, here's a chronicle of all of these wild, insane threats that um, the chuds are making towards the cops on yeah. this subreddit. And next day, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. I can just imagine though, like if it was like the fucking whatever the Bernie memes subreddit is, if they like largely started making threats, they would just have the subreddit deleted. Well, the, mo- the more recent thing that's happened is the Achapo sub um, got an official warning or something a few weeks ago because people were posting about murdering slave owners. Oh, cool. <laughs> the famously <laughs> yeah. bad thing of doing that. The famously bad thing to do. Yeah, the, it's, it's great. You know it's, um, you know it's bad because Quentin Tarantino thinks it's good. <laughs> speaking of online hell... Y'all want to talk about the concent the oh sorry I shouldn't say that the detention centers. That's there's um there's an even like more sanitized euphemism like the people talking about it officially don't even say detention centers. It's like it's like temporary influx shelters. Temporary temporary uh, migrant holding area. It's Mm -hmm. the it's the migrant DMV line just for an influx just and it's a shelter. 
Yeah. So this is this is on the back of uh, there was a a uh, I, I don't remember who published it, but one of like the major news publications uh, put out a story that was saying that like they the, the the people in the these these concentration camps at the border, the ICE concentration camps, um, are not being allowed access to like soap. Yeah. Um. There was a New York Times expose, and it included the, you, yes. a detail where um. They're uh, like a, I, I think something like a large amount of children. So at least 20 children were given like two lice combs between them. And, um, the, one of the lice combs became lost. And in response, the guards took away those children's blankets and beds. Okay. I just yeah. like the whole thing about this. It's just like, it's like this escalating, like politeness war. I'm trying to describe these things. And it's like the left never wants. I mean, not the left. Sorry, like the the libs don't want to get too like handsy with these terms, and they keep letting yeah, the right Chris get away with Chris more Hayes, and more. Um, Chris Hayes the other week was like, "Hey guys, um, I like I understand this is bad, but we really shouldn't use oh, concentration camps because it's a loaded term." And everyone was like, "Shut the fuck up, Chris Hayes! You're a fucking idiot." Yeah, like the, no, no. The best the, one, the, the best is, one the, the, is that he said Godwin's oh, go law in it. And then the guy <laughs> who Godwin's Law is named after said, nope, seems kind of like concentration camps to me, buddy. Yeah. Um, the, oh, what was I going to say? It's completely escaping my brain now. Uh, AOC, uh, this this kind of exploded into a bit of a fever pitch, I guess, because AOC, oh, I remembered what I was going to say, sorry. Is that the Democrats don't want these things closed, is that they want the people who are working there replaced with people who they would consider nicer concentration camp guards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. It's, it's literally just hire more women guards. Yeah, basically what, what keeps happening is that the right will do more and more heinous things, like it like going back to the first story here, like they literally abdicated their responsibility and threatened armed resistance. And Democrats are like, oh, I guess we're not going to pass the legislation then. So like, the, Overton window, the Overton window is just in free fall. Like, yeah. And like the Democrats won't even like reach a handout and like strap a quick parachute to it. They're just like, oh, well, I guess if that's the way it's going, then. Yeah, they're focusing on winning over the diner, like, white guy diner voters. <laughs> That's instead. it. It's literally just white guy diners. Mm-hmm. Um, I I say that because AOC had a good quote uh, the other day about, like, Joe Biden, where the Dem- she says, like, the Democratic Party is expending all of this energy chasing just this one specific tiny, tiny niche of white diner voters. And in the process, depressing turnout of everyone else, but they don't care as long as they get the diner voter. Yeah. It's like, I, I just, I still cannot possibly fathom why the main thing Democrats aren't doing is fighting voter disenfranchisement. It doesn't make any fucking like sense to me. Or like fighting the concentrate, like, I just, like, this is the easy, like, not to politicize this. I mean, I know it is inherently political, but like, not to like, remove this from the human element, but like, this is the easiest slam dunk of like, any campaign of any time. Just like, what there are we are literally like torturing children at the border and the democrats just won't shut the fuck up about like burning about like socialism being scary or what the fuck yeah. ever like, like it's the just... democratic debates are the first ah. one, the first one is tonight baby hell yeah it's happening like as we speak and you know that 
if this thing if this comes up at all, there's gonna be someone who's gonna who's gonna refute the, that it's a concentration camp. And it's probably gonna be fucking Andrew Yang or something. That fucking clown. So, um, just a just a quick rundown of who of who's on which de- on who's on which side of the debates. Also, I just saw a still from the 2015 debate stage, and Hillary is dead center, and it scared the Mommy. shit out of me. <laughs> what if she just showed oh, up on the God, stage? They... <laughs> she just hey, walks back in. I'm still with her. <laughs> we are all still with her. Okay, so uh, just a reminder: tonight's debates are uh, tonight's debate has Bill De Blasio, Tim Ryan, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Amy Klobuchar, Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and John Delaney. I saw from a what tweet, I've seen, Julian um, Castro seems pretty cool. Yeah, like Julian Castro has a chance of like has a chance of like showing up because like I have I've, I like that's pretty much all I've heard about him that like people I trust think he's pretty good and that's about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, for sir, I think you may have missed a couple names. Also on tonight is Beto, Amy Klobuchar, Liz Warren, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, Jay Inslee. Did I? I think that hits everybody. Um, I and you probably said, said some of those, but like all of these are the same people, so I it goes in one <laughs> ear and out the other. Um, but anyway, like you, you could you could have just slipped in like. Solid Snake, and I just wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> like, there, you could have just put tomorrow, another name in there. Tomorrow, there are five people I don't know who they're like. Who is Marianne Williamson? Literally oh, never heard that name before. Who you is should Michael look Bennett? up Marianne Williamson. <laughs> who is Eric Swalwell? Eric I, Swalwell's last name sounds like a fucking bird Pokemon. Like, that sounds like the PG of Gen 8. I saw a tweet within the past hour of someone, of a journalist who is at the debates right now, and they said, um, I saw, uh, who was it? Yeah, I saw John Delaney um, being apprehended by security guards asking if uh, he needed a press pass, and he goes, I'm a candidate. (laughs) 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 Fucking folks. And if that doesn't say it all. Oh my god. I I like to imagine that, like, at least one person has shown up. Like, I mean, I'm sure all the other Democrats are there, but, like, at least one person is, like... Like, I'm just imagining Andrew Yang saying, No, I am supposed to be on the stage tonight. Your schedule is wrong. (laughs) Where's Mike Gravel? Where is Mike Gravel? Oh, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. (laughs) Mike Gravel found dead in Miami, unfortunately. Well, no, he's not in Miami. That's the de- that's where the debate. Oh are. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that worked out nicely. Yeah, I mean, he's just being he's being weekend at Bernie's by two teens. So yeah, they're they're um, just gonna bring him in the audience and just kind of wave his arms around. We mentioned di- the diner voter earlier. Speaking of diner voters, Eric Trump got spit on in a fucking restaurant. Press Hell yeah, S- bitch! Spit on Eric Trump. This is really more of a shout out, but I had the segue and I didn't want to lose it. Yeah, yeah no, no, he it's got good. arrested by the Secret Service, which sucks. It should be legal to spit. It should absolutely be but legal to spit. But only on Trump's. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, um, like, like barefoot is legal, except for spit is legal. Uh, don't like it. I don't like th- those two are like my least favorite things in the world. Like, does I guess that me? I guess that means that that means by the transitive property that sucking toes is legal. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, anyway, I, yeah. I've got, spitting I, on Eric like, Trump. Matt, Let's get Matt back to defeated, it. Matt defeated me with his facts and logic, and now I have to admit that sucking Eric to- Eric Trump's toes is legal. Uh, anyway, if I was um, if I was a, a skinny hot girl, I would say <laughs> that spitting on Eric Trump is praxis. Praxis. I can't see so the voice, but. 
it's, we're covering, it's too we're good. Good. Just, we're covering do, some drama this week. Do we want to talk about our, our favorite leftism podcast, which is Red Scare? I don't want to talk about it for too long. I was thinking earlier, like, I really don't want to talk about this for too long, but it's worth a shout out. So, um, be, especially because of how the discourse has accelerated to this point today, there's a new development that's really funny. Oh, good. Um, so I haven't over, found this yet. I'll I'll get there. Over the it, it's it doesn't involve any of the key players. It's just an elevated discourse. It's like the galaxy brain take. Naturally. Anyway, so um, I guess over the past week or something, Louis C.K. performed and got a standing ovation. Um, known uh, sex creep, uh, Louis C.K. Of note, of note. I believe I saw somewhere that this is a venue that did not have very many seats. See, uh, Sarah, I hate to tell you this, but I also saw that and I looked it up before recording to make sure it was true and it's not. There's a video of it and people are clearly sitting down and standing. But it would be really uh, funny if it was. It would be really funny if that thing was true. Never mind. God fucking um, damn it. So, the part, I, I think she does, um, oh, I don't remember the name of that wrestling podcast, but one of the hosts of a pretty popular uh, comedy wrestling podcast that Kath uh, Barbado is, I think, her name, uh, who does stand-up comedy and is active in that scene, made a post uh, or, like, did an article over Vox about, like, um, hey, if you, if you, like, hire Louis C.K. to do a set, you are creating, that's a workplace hazard for, like, female comedians. Like, yeah. that, I am not safe when doing that because that's who he preyed on and he used his success in that field to prey on women and then cover it up by strong arming using his really powerful manager to strong on them and to silence etc um and so there's there's this strain on the extremely online of anti-idpol um left where it's sort of extrapolating from the obvious thing that we can all see which is that corporations are um and like the Hillary Clintons and Mira Tandons of the world are exploiting like woke language and like feminist principles or like pro LGBT policies to uh, make a shallow appeal at uh, looking socially progressive while uh, still advancing really uh, harmful and inequitable capitalist policies um, and as a way to like get away with those capitalist policies. Yeah. So there is a strain of people on the left who think that that means that the like actual like feminism and like, you know, not being like a shitty edgelord is somehow, yeah, like we said earlier, praxis. And um, that's actually itself like neoliberal and it's actually leftist to be like culturally conservative and, um, say like the ladies of the podcast who were talking about red scare to that um for example like if you don't if like women who uh don't want to be taken care of by a man are either like lesbians or liars um like a non-social related take is that like climate change is a bourgeois issue to care about um so this this like very that, that thing can, Caroline, can you rewind for a second to that take you just said before the climate change thing? Mm -hmm. Something about lesbians and liars? Can you? I just want to oh, hear that take um, again. That one if again. you are a woman and okay. your basic desire is not to have your life run and taken care of by a man, you are okay. a lesbian or you are a liar. Well, I mean, one of those is true for me. Yeah. But also that's an extremely homophobic statement. Yeah, and, and also, I'm very mad and also about stuff it. like I I don't know, just really, yeah, just all the like typical like edge lord 
internet takes. Yeah, like, um, they're they're big on ableism, and when, like, questioned about it, it's like, we literally don't care enough about disabled people to have an opinion on this. And yeah, so- they hate they hate people who are overweight. They, they're just really just horrible in pretty much every way. Yeah, so the latest take from them that everyone was mad about this week was that, uh, Kath is, like, being, like, a hysterical harpy for, like, caring about Louis C.K. and that Louis C.K. did nothing wrong and that Louis C.K. is a martyred worker, basically, <laughs> that he should be allowed to go back on his job because, and then I, I saw, I, they didn't say this themselves, but they retweeted someone, like, um, really, like, Louis C.K. is, like, the most safe person to be around because he's already been, like, accused as a creep, so he's not gonna do anything now and you would be safer you know around how that shit works you know how that works how that like has that how that historically works and has worked and how everyone who's ever been caught with their hand in the cookie jar says oh i'm sorry i'll never do it again and never touches the fucking cookie jar again in their lives you know like how that works i was on yeah, 20 so- i was on 2013 tumblr i know that's bullshit and so that's the latest state of the discourse mm. online where um I mean, not, we're bringing it up not to, like, not to be, like, a YouTube drama account or whatever, but just to, like, take notice of this increasing tendency on the online left of people breaking with, like, of just, just becoming, like, trad casts, basically, except without, like, the Catholicism. Um, And, like, just know that it's not edgy and it's not cool. You're just being a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian and being really harmful in the process of doing so, um, which leads us to today's take, uh, which is that um, being mad, this is not from one of the Red Scare people, but it's from another like anti-id poll woman who I've never seen Got before, it. but what there's is, more and more of them every day. For the dumb of ass like myself, what is id poll? Identity politics. Okay. Um, okay. So, I never, so like, anti id poll is like, or like, id poll is like the leftist way of saying SJW, essentially. Ah. Um, so people who are obsessed with that are obsessed with the SJWs, except they, they think they're communists. Um, which leads us to today's take where some woman posted that being mad at Louis C.K. is kink shaming. Mm. Well, that's, that's it, we folks. I'm deleting the whole podcast. Yep. I'm deleting the whole thing. Uh, going out on a strong one. It's episode number sixty nine. Nice, uh, and it's real. It's real oh, fucking yeah. nice. Have we not talked about how it's episode sixty nine? We actually haven't. This is the first time it's coming <laughs> up, and it's it's right let's, after let's, you said kink shaming. Nice. Let's get off. Let's get let's get off of this. Uh, it, I feel like if we say red scare one more time, the the, the hosts of the podcast are going to shoot me in the head for being fat and gay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we'll we'll retweet the good parody of Red Scare that went around the last couple yeah. of days yeah. that that they are absolutely not at all mad about, furious about. Yeah, they're, they're they have been like tweeting mad. like sly bigs at, about it for like five days now, or or I haven't like checked their Twitter feed since the video was posted, but they weren't happy. <laughs> like, you cannot like measure. I feel like you cannot measure your takes by this, especially if you are a woman. But if you are, if you are, like, just courting an entire, like, if your mention section is just full of men that you were agreeing with, if you have, if you just basically have reply guys that you are retweeting incessantly, you've done something wrong at some point in your life. Yeah, yeah I think their whole audience I, I would, is reply guys. I would guys. like to add at a, at a footnote that there is obviously the reply guy and, like, the pick me thing going on, but there's also, like, a, I don't know, it's kind of hard to analyze, but there's something, like, more where it, it's not, a, they aren't, like, entirely obsessed with like 
getting approval from men. It's more like they're obsessed with being better than all other women, is how I would put it. Yeah. And um, capitulating to, like, ancient uh, dinosaur age gender roles is part of that, I think, because feminism is now popular among most, uh, like, young, online, liberal, or leftist-minded women. Anyway, what else we got on the docket, y'all? Um, it's not on the docket, but I guess it's something that I kind of wanted to shout out personally, is, um, (laughs) Games Done Quick is happening this week, and there is a rumor that is being floated around, that has apparently been floated around multiple times in the last six months, that, um, there is an extremely well-doctored screenshot, and by quote well-doctored screenshot, I mean inspect element edit (laughs) done to a page for Games Done Quick, Games Done Quick being the the major speedrunning marathon. Yeah. Um... There was an extremely skillful edit of a GDQ page to make it look like they were they are discussing a station for post uh, sexual reassignment uh, surgery uh, dilation. You you know for those not for those not in the know, uh, basically you have to dilate your cyber pussy in order to just like make sure that it like heals properly. Yeah, basic basically you are medically required to jack off twice a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's just a, a doctored image going around uh, that's saying we have because there are so many trans women at this event, we have decided to offer dilation stations. Please be courteous to people using them in public, mm. uh, which is very funny on like many many levels. But on top of that, it's really upsetting because so many people just like are taking it at face value, even people who like would normally not be got by stuff like that. I feel like. It sure is, like, just, it must be super fun, just the fact that anytime a trans woman is on screen at GDQ, they have to lock the chat, huh? Like, do you know how many, there are three trans women running at this Games Done Quick. Yeah. Three, that's it. Like, it's nowhere. I it's mean, nowhere near a majority of runners. Like, it's more, it's, it, these, are, these are more frequent, so it's not exactly a, a one-to-one comparison, but, like, if you turn on, like, a Smash Brothers tournament on a weekend, you are going to see more trans women than you see at, like, a Games Done Quick. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's just infuriating, and chuds are out in full force, as always. As always. Mm-hmm. Just, like, go and watch this Streets of Rage run that was on a couple of days ago, and just see people just dance into the good Yuzo Koshiro tunes. And it's like 35 minutes, and it's just a good investment of your time. And there's no also there's no the chuds blind- on that one. Also watch the blindfolded punch-out run. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that run was so good. Uh, so, like, all the other stuff on our- a lot of the other stuff on our docket is stuff we had from last week, uh, which we can kind of discuss in brief, because it's kind of- it's older news now, but it's still important stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the- the first story that we had was, um, the one that went around from The Verge about the Facebook moderators- I Wait, feel like oh, we've God. covered separate stories about this before, right? Yeah, there was What's that? this. Um, there was another story about this particular them, this first story people... was a follow up of the last story we talked Got about. It. Yep, um, and this was this was this was a story in which people actually went on the record, which was not like people were like first and last name on the record breaking their NDAs for this one, right? And I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think the uh, moderators reached out to the reporter, not vice versa. Yeah, that makes sense. After the last one had came had come out, mm-hmm. yeah. So just some good reporting but, from the Verge in general. Yeah, just like a sort of a harrowing follow up to that uh, expose from a couple of months ago about how Facebook's like like third party uh, moderators are yeah third party moderating that's done like off site by like in like some of the worst conditions possible yeah. like. And people are just, like, exposing themselves to PTSD, like... Like, just 18-hour days in a sweaty warehouse watching snuff films. 
Yeah, like, yeah. big warning for that video, big warning for that article, it gets pretty explicit with some animal death at a couple of points. Um, like, there are paragraphs dedicated to explaining animal deaths that have been captured on video, and it's, it can be upsetting. There's also, there's a lot in that article that's potentially upsetting, but I feel like that was... That was, yeah, a, big a real tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just... So, yeah, thanks, essentially, just, like, um, this just seems to be, like, a, a long-running trend of of pieces about tech coming out and then another piece about the same thing comes out and hopefully like something could get done. Cause like, I, I feel like we're, we're on like our fifth consecutive story about like crunch and also PTSD in like the, in game developers right now. Like there was a call of duty one that came out today. There was one about yep. nether realm studios for uh, mortal Kombat 11 recently. Yeah. Where, I saw that. where like the developers uh, who were in charge of like making the fatalities were just like, watching just more and more horrible shit so they can have like more inspiration to make the fatalities and it just just seems like getting the anatomical details of gore exactly right yeah like tech needs better labor standards i think it's just the long and short of any of these articles sure and like no amount of like third-party contracting should be like allowed to for them to essentially eschew the responsibility for providing that environment because that's just how that's how they do it right that just like you push it off onto someone else and it's not their problem especially if they're outsourcing it to countries with more lax labor standards which is mm-hmm. why you should always support labor standards abroad as much as you support labor standards locally because mm-hmm. the outsourcing is also part of the problem because like a lot of the um I know Facebook moderation was at one point like farmed out to India a lot too. I'm not sure oh, if yeah, that was sure. all in of this these, article as well. All of these major social media companies farm it out to um, countries where the minimum wage is much, 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 much lower. Yeah. Uh, another story from the previous week that uh, we couldn't get to since we, we did not episode last week. Uh, there was the the big explosion in Philly of the uh, the oil refinery. So this one's like just the brief part of the story that I feel like doesn't seem to get mentioned very much is that it was like explicitly built into a low income neighborhood. And the effects of this, of this plant when it was running properly were creating like particulate levels in the air that were like well above accepted norms. And the explosion of it, of course, just made these things worse. And um, just, Keep in mind whenever you see something about some kind of resource explosion that it's going to be the people uh, of low income nearby who are almost always nearby because of how these districts are made that are going to be like disproportionately affected by it. Yep. And yep. then uh, like the the, C- the CEO did not get lit up in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. <laughs> and uh, Christ, I feel like the Iran story has moved like eight levels past where it was last week, and I don't feel enough to talk about it. But, um, yeah, America where wants war on Iran again. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's it's developed so fast. So we were about to go to war with Iran last week, and we were about to do an actual military strike that would have killed, I think, like 150 people over um, our sadly martyred uh, noble robot warrior. Just like a shitty robot flew into a A shitty $150 million robot. A shitty $150 million robot flew into Iranian airspace and they shot it down. And that was apparently caused to bomb them and start a massive war and kill 150 people. But And we were all set to do it, but our Galaxy Brain president uh, 30 minutes before the strike was set to go, decided that he just didn't really feel like it. Just kind of got bored. Yeah. 
And yeah, so like the 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 time since this has basically just been like an escalation of rhetoric to the point where Iran's just like there there is no possible peace with the American administration. So that's cool. And all of the articles about um it since the strike was called off was really funny because it includes lines like um uh, the United States withdrew from the 2015 deal uh, last summer, but it says that it still expects Iran to abide by the provisions yeah. in it. Like, that's Which not, doesn't make any fucking sense. deal is. You think that President Deals, of all people, would understand the basics of a deal, but I guess not. I mean, yeah, he under- no, he understands the basics of the deal, which is the deal is that he gets to do what he wants, and fuck you. Like, just, mm-hmm. then just, now I'm just thinking of the, a story, it's not on our docket, but um, Jared Kushner's like giant Middle East peace plan was, was floated, oh, was floated uh, at the, like, a, it was like a, a regional meeting in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. And it was like some kind of like forty billion dollar cash infusion to like a bunch of different nations around the area, and it was just roundly rejected by absolutely everyone except for oh, like Israel. <laughs> I can't believe we, uh, we didn't put this in the docket. But speaking of forty billion dollar cash infusions, uh, Bernie wants to cancel it. Yeah, uh, cancel culture. It's good again, folks. The I student wish I mean, Bernie- debt is canceled, sis. You said yeah. forty billion, but it's like you know fifty times more than that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like one and a half trillion. God, I love to which live is in a, hell forever. Which is a normal amount of money that the human brain can definitely conceptualize. It's it's more it's it's less money than the Pentagon has lost to accounting fraud. Hell yes. Like, so so basically, so basically, this is Bernie introduce Bernie is introducing a bill, and it's co-sign. It's being uh, co- it's being like speared by him, Ilhan Omar, and um, who was the third person? Um, I think it is Pramila Jayapal. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, they're putting forth a bill to just cancel all of student debt and it's made online unusable because lib twitter is saying that he is just doing a a shotgun blast as opposed to, uh, a, a shotgun blast version of elizabeth warren's sniper precision uh uh student debt reduction plan and i've like, seen so many Warren's- dumb shits cases about this like War- like don't get me wrong Warren's is de- like it's better than the nothing that every other Democratic candidate has on this topic. Um, but but it's, also, it's more needlessly complicated than it needs to be, which is just cancel yeah, just it. Get rid of just it. Just get rid of that shit, bro. Yeah. Um, but now, it. The th- but now, now the third way is like quintupling down on Warren around this. Yeah. And um, do either of you have a concrete enough grasp on the third way to explain it? Um, I mean, it's I. I I guess Bill Clinton was like a prominent like third way person, so the like Clinton '90s and like the very like centrist politics of that. I mean, it could just uh, be it could be now. It could be, um, it's just radical centrism. Yeah, but like the actual like term third way hasn't been politically relevant in like some time, as um, Ocasio Cortez pointed out on Twitter. It's just like a Wall Street brunt. She said like I've met like. I meet like a ton of Trump voters. I meet a ton of independent voters. I have never in my life met a fucking third way voter. Nope, that's yeah, not no, a real they're just, person. They're not that, real. You're just a bunch of banks behind a computer. Yeah. The, my favorite thing about this is like the whole. It's like even if like let's say let's say Bernie has absolutely no plan, which he does. Like there's 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 ways he proposed to pay for it. 
just yeah like, i think attacks on wall street speculation yeah fuck yeah Which, first duh. of all but even if there wasn't the country it's holding still. the country holding sovereign debt is not the same thing as people holding personal debt mm-hmm. they have different interest rates they're able to create currency they're able to raise revenue through taxation like they're these are all they're they're incomparable situations and like levying like the millions and millions of people who are financially burdened by these things even with no plan would create more economic benefit than having them continue to suffer with that debt load like even if there's no plan at yeah. worst case scenario yeah. it's still an improvement mhm and like i'm i'm someone who paid off all his student loans within a year because i was able to I was able to live rent-free and work full-time in a place where minimum wage is, like, you know, a little bit higher. And I was lucky enough to be able to finish off mine in, like, a pretty short order. But if they wanted to cancel everyone else's, I wouldn't be fucking mad because I'm not a sociopath. Like, I, 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 want, things to, I want things to improve. If I want things to be better for people after me. Right, like, it, yeah. Like, it, it, just, it just fucking makes sense. I saw, um... Someone on Twitter the other day retweeted a news article from 2016 that was like, Hillary Clinton proposes canceling student debt for entrepreneurs. Oh my god. It's just a... <laughs> Still what, with her. <laughs> What's Hillary an Clinton, entrepreneur, Hillary Clinton, Hillary? Propose, Hillary Clinton proposes tax credit on student loan interest payments. Thanks, Hillary. <laughs> like, we love you, queen. Now I'm just looking at the Daily Wire tweet that I found earlier. Five oh, minutes before student debt is cancelled. Ring ring. College. Hello? 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 Student. Student. Hi. Ben I'd like Parrish. ten tuitions, please. Knock knock. Phone ring 3am. You say you want ten tuitions. I'm on the way. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a dated meme, you fucks? It's good. It's a vintage. <laughs> but Sarah, who was phone? Who was phone? <laughs> <laughs> we'll ne- we'll never know. Oh, uh, hold on, gu- hold on, guys. I have to go slice his bed. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out and see you don't accidentally the whole thing. <laughs> Holy shit! That's a Jesus Christ. Do you do you want to finish off with the NRA? Uh, well, no. There's a couple. Of, well, there's a couple of things I'd like to lead into the end with the NRA. But the NRA is going bankrupt, and they've canceled NRA TV, meaning Dana Loesch is out of a job. Eat shit, Dana Lash. Bye bye, God. Bye bye. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw a tweet the other day that was like, so the literal only silver lining to this presidency is that the NRA is going completely bankrupt because if if Hillary had won, there would have been a massive influx in memberships to the NRA. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's funny. The NRA but, is not going to yeah. make it through Trump's definite eight years of presidency. Yep. Uh, which is it's we good. Love it. You love. You do. We do love it. Um, Duncan Hunter. Uh, we talked about him a few months ago because he was the gamer senator who used uh, 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 like poli- politician funds in order to buy Steam, Steam games. games. Oh yeah, and oh, it's, yeah, it's Steam also, Summer Sale, folks. He was also the vaping congressman. He one of his early moments of fame was when he started vaping on the House floor in when he was speaking to oppose a bill that would ban vaping on airplanes. And his name is Duncan Hunter. Yeah. But more but most recently he's in hot water because he is now the congressman wife guy. Uh I'm so because... glad we have yet another wife guy to discuss. 
Uh, May the parade of wife he, guys never end. A rare his, his wife, um, I'm not entirely sure what it, it was like part of a plea deal or something, but she like completely snitched on him and it was like, oh yeah, he's been he's used like two hundred thousand dollars of campaign funds to cheat on me with other with with <laughs> uh with women around the country. He was also previously um some of that campaign funds went into buying like a bunch of plane tickets for a pet rabbit, I think. I mean, so I support that. Yeah, that's good. I do. Yeah, I do. I I do. Unfortunately, have to. I am legally required to stand that. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Duncan Hunter is good now. Actually, yeah, we are a pro uh, Duncan Hunter podcast. Well, I mean, I gotta Duncan say, Hunter, em- Duncan Hunter is Pokemon going to live forever. Yeah, I gotta say, embezzling campaign funds to buy Steam games is also something I can support. Anyone <laughs> stupid enough to give him money deserves to lose the money. I remember when one of my friends in high school started a Pokemon club for the sole purpose of embezzling funds for the school to buy the new Pokemon game. So, Fucking amazing. Deal. Did it work? Yeah. Nice. Fucking legends um, only. Last, the, the last, uh, the last shout out that we have before we, uh, transition to questions and Lightbringers is that, uh, Bernie's a gamer now. Oh shit! We didn't mention Bernie being a gamer. Bernie's a gamer. So, this is very funny because I don't know if you two would have seen this, but like two years, when was it? Um, whenever Bernie, whenever that photo of Bernie standing in front of his television watching the debates, you know, like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that motherfucker looking. Um, my friend, uh, my friend Pidge, who is a speedrunner, um, they uh, did a Twitch stream where their stream was where their on the like, TV? stream set up. Yeah, it was on the TV. <laughs> That's a perfect frame. Very good. So, so cyclically, uh, Bernie Sa- Bernie Sandler's is now required to have my friend Pidge on his Twitch stream. It's true. What what game is he going to stream first? Undertale. Undertale. It's going to be Undertale, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see Bernie Sanders play Undertale and cry on stream. Oh God, I can't do an impression of his voice, but I would like to hear someone do an impression of his voice and say Toriel. <laughs> Let Bernie say Toriel. Uh, Reminds you, that just makes you think of a tweet that I saw the other day that was like, Travis Touchdown finishes playing Undertale having bawled his eyes out, closes the program, and then immediately opens his browser to Google Google Toriel hentai. (laughs) (laughs) No more Heroes 3 coming soon in Nintendo Switch. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, So Um, we actually have questions. uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pierre the Disaster wants to know, gamers, what's the morality of, as a lefty, choosing to work for a known unethical company like Facebook or Amazon? On one hand, we all know how twisted they are, but on the other hand, it's like my field's dream career, and maybe there's a possibility of making a difference from the inside. Is that me being too much of a dreamer? I'm gonna say, um, wanting to make change from the inside is, yes, you being too much of a dreamer, because it's just, like, pretty much fundamentally impossible to do anything other than at the administrative level, unless you manage to do something collectively. So, um, if you go in and unionize Facebook, then all the fucking power to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But try not to get killed by any Pinkertons. Yeah. Because they definitely <laughs> like to- will like Toadette. Toadette in Mario Maker 2 blames the union for slow construction because Toadette is a Pinkerton and will be first against the wall in the revolution. Yep. Um, but as for the morality of working for these companies, you, you fucking got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> like focus on, focus on collective power and you but at the same time you still got to eat. Especially in the field of tech because there's there's just like these monopolies. You can't like not yeah. work for someone. There's no ethical option. Some Elon Musk freak. Yeah. Um. If you see Mark Zuckerberg, though, like fucking, I don't know, tackle his ass or something. Have you guys seen the video compilation of um 
Mark Zuckerberg saying sweet baby ribs on stream. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll go find it. Um, Have you seen that video of him saying, give me, he, of him doing a Facebook live stream? No, sweet stream baby rays. Okay. When he when he's doing a Facebook live stream and he says, what does give me the Zuck mean? <laughs> oh, boy. And... There are so many levels you need to explain. Anyways, um, we have another question. Uh, uh, this this one from Anonymous. At Matt, joking about if anyone remembers Funny Junk and about internet giving kids brain worms. I spent 2011 to 2013, ages 12 to 15, and honest to God, those two years gave me genuinely horrible brain worms, some I still haven't recovered from. Most places, especially places like this, are such extremely fucking shitty places for young, impressionable kids to be in. For me, it was because of a total unsupervised free reign over the internet as a kid. It led to some horrible stuff to change the course of my life. Honestly, my question is, how do you think a parent should prevent something like this without being invasive of their child's privacy? Side note, by brain worms, I don't just mean shitty politics brain worms. Yeah, I, I, I do think that up until, like, age like 13 or 14 or so you should really like monitor your child's internet access because um yeah no i remember the same thing i remember like getting immersed not immersed but like being intrigued by like 4chan at like age god i must have been like 11 or 10 um and then i was on reddit for a couple years and i like i like i was i myself was fine and like i was never like permanently affected by any of that stuff it was just like any like other stupid like preteen phase that you would have but like it that's not both people like aren't like that and if you don't yeah. if you don't like do the whether or not like you get out of that is not a matter of like who you are but just entirely coincidental like if where like, you end if, up like just wandering down internet rabbit holes is yeah. how you got there in the first place and just wandering down more is how you leave it it's yeah it if you just stay there it's not good um yeah I yeah I I don't really have too much to input on this because like the the like the worst website that I went to a lot as a kid was like the escapist. Yeah. Uh the the main thing though is like as as far as like monitoring your kids internet use like you need to be upfront about it is the thing. Oh sure, yeah. Like there there's a certain level of invasion of child privacy that just means they're not going to trust you. And that's that's kind of how I felt whenever my parents would right, like, yeah, just look be, at web history and stuff. Uh-huh. You need to have like honest conversations. Be upfront with the rules instead of like installing like a keyboard logger on yeah. your kid's computer and then like ambushing them with the findings. Yeah, <laughs> or like reading their would... email, like that kind of shit. Like that uh-huh. that shit's not okay. Yeah. Like you just need to be having DMs, honest conversations yeah. with your kid. Like if yeah, you're just talking just, like, to your kid regularly and like then. If something shitty is coming up in their head, then they're gonna say it out loud, and then you could discuss things with them. And like, also, you really just, just like, need to be honest with them. Yeah, be and also just be honest about like what's on the internet that they might run into, and like why that stuff is like morally bankrupt. And also, wrong. also, also, the internet is a thousand percent worse for kids now than it was. But because this person specifies that they were ages like twelve to fifteen in twenty eleven to twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't, I can't, I don't remember your two ages off the top of my head. But like twenty eleven to twenty thirteen, that was like me from like sixteen to eighteen. Like, <laughs> I, I was eleven in like fucking two thousand and two. I was fourteen <laughs> to sixteen, uh, twenty eleven to twenty thirteen. Like I was already well yeah, into my twenties like, at that point. We're definitely we're definitely older than this person, I'm but baby. um, like the internet was so much less like volatile yeah. than this. Like you, you'd find like the now. shock sites that would have like like that one image of the guy like hacking off his nuts with an axe. 
I remember that being a thing that was around. Like the the, the, the classic shock sites, like Lemon Party or whatever. Yeah, that was most of the worst thing you'd find, unless you explicitly like the front page of YouTube. Yeah, like like to find like really really bad shit before you pretty much had to end up like literally on Stormfront. Like like follow like following Caroline's rabbit hole uh, metaphor earlier. Like to back in back then you had to fall down a lot of very specific rabbit holes to get into these positions and like to get to, to get in this now you need to fall down like the wrong rabbit hole. The thing like, is no it's not even once. that. Now YouTube will lead you down the rabbit hole yes, on exactly. purpose. Yes, exactly. And like, another another um major major difference is like back in like I, I i mean like i think the peak of this was like 2005 or whatever but when i was like sniffing around like the really bad corners of the internet in like 2009 2010 um like back then it was just shock for shock's sake it it didn't follow an explicit political ideology yeah. of fascism like it does now it's just teens trying to scare each other on the internet instead of um, Nazis trying to recruit kids on the internet. I mean, they they definitely were doing that. It's just they sure, had but so much less. So much they had so much fringe. less successful tools yeah. to do so because I mean, the internet was so compartmentalized. The fact that the internet is now like three websites is so much worse. And also, it concentrates like, I, I think like the levels of irony and sincerity are like like back then. I don't think the Nazis were like as popular because they they didn't like adopt this like language of like memes that they do now they were too they were like corny like evangelicals were corny but now they like speak the same language and it's so much more insidious because you can because they um because they appeal to you on an that's like the basis of fascism right is aesthetics and so now they've mastered that aesthetic Mm -hmm. so yeah honest conversations and don't let your kid go on youtube with autoplay just don't let your kid go on YouTube. Just yeah, actually, that's probably fine. Full stop. I'll I'll just rehost like Lindsay Ellis and Jenny Nicholson videos for you on a different website, so you could watch those because they're like the two good YouTubers. <sighs> Y'all want to get in the Lightbringers? Get in the Lightbringers. Oh shit! I did not think of one. Okay, you guys go first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my Lightbringer this week is an anime that I might have recommended before before I got like really into it with my girlfriend Sophie. Um, it's called Sarazanmai. It is. And, uh, uh, oh my god, what's this guy's name? Uh, Ikuhara, uh, fam- who is most po- probably most well-known for his work on Revolutionary Girl Utena, also did Maruo Penguin Drum, and uh, Yurikuma Arashi. Uh, it's really good, it's really heartbreaking, the ending fucking slaps, and the opening also fucking rips, because it's by Kanabun, and they've done like a bunch of my favorite openings. Um, and the story itself is just really, really good. Um, and I think that it's a very good show. And also in the second episode, uh, someone's cat steals a bag of weed and they have to chase it down. Fuck yeah, dude. Why and didn't they just let the cat smoke the weed? Uh, and also, I, this is a, there is at the very end, at the end of the first episode, there is a quote unquote man in a dress moment. But it is genuinely the first time an anime has ever like made me not like immediately just disgusted with their handling of it. Which I think is a which I think is a big bar for an anime to clear. Yeah, a, a bar that like usually is like somewhere around the molten level of the Earth's crust. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think I I don't think that's quite fair. I think it's e- I think it's easier to just not fucking do it. Yeah. That that it is because like doing it well is actually pretty difficult, and like I think that that's why people should just be avoiding it. Yeah. But I digress. It's good. 
Uh, my Lightbringer this week, uh, on my continuing trend of only recommending either podcasts or podcast episodes, um, I've been, like, trying to, like, worm my way into some, like, new regular podcasts, because I've been finishing a lot of the archives I was doing, uh, and one of the most recent ones that I've started is 2.0, um, which, Sarah, you might be into this, uh, because one of the hosts of 2.0 is Will Weisenfeld of Baths. Okay, And then the co-host, the co-host is his brother, and the idea is they take something and they make a 2.0 version of it that's better. So they've done, like, books and toilets and elevators, and the thing that I like about it in particular is that the episodes are only, like, half an hour, which, like, I need more podcasts that don't go long. (laughs) And uh, I'm so far, like, just in, like, the 2017, early 2018 part of the archive, Uh, but so far it's been really good, and also Bath's... um, like, he did the theme for it as well, and so there's just, like, a nice little bleepy bloop song, and you're just like, man, I just want to listen to some baths right now, because it slaps. Mm-hmm. Baths, good. And so, yeah, 2.0. They're they're very good. So this is not a media property, but it's just something really cool that I saw and will treasure forever is when last Thursday, when I was raiding on the uh, tarmac um for my flight to depart, yeah. I was looking out the airplane window and there was a beautiful little boy coyote um, just scurrying around out on the median. And I was like, holy shit, there is a coyote at the airport. And so I watched him for a couple minutes and he wandered out of view. And then a few minutes later, I see him sprinting back into the uh, tiny porthole afforded to me by my airplane window. And he is in hot pursuit from the this orange truck by driving very slowly and deliberately after him. <laughs> so someone called the cops on a coyote and we support you, airport coyote. Critical support for comrade coyote. I hope he evaded the cops. We all hope, and we additionally do stand. Yeah, Hell yeah. no choice but to. Uh, is that the podcast? That's podcast. That's podcast. Cool. So, uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. In case you just Pokemon going to die, the terminally pod, the terminally online podcast for those, bo- for I don't know what, f- f- fuck it. Also, Shut it's up. not a threat. Just it's a definitely fact. not a threat, or and just a fact. Um, the uh, th- uh, you can find us everywhere. HKIPGTD is where we are everywhere. Uh, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook. Don't use Facebook, but if you must, we're there. I uh, Twitter. Gmail, Tumblr. Uh, I already said Patreon, but I'm going to say it again because I'm going to go into the Patreon now. Uh, Patreon, $1 a month gets you access to any and all bonus content that we do, which is pre-shows and post-shows, which we haven't really done much of, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, We're too efficient now. uh, We just get right into it. uh, Any extended Lightbringers that we do uh, and like our new segments cut for time. Uh, yeah, uh, those can all be one, just $1 a month. $5 a month gets you a uh, special user stats in our Discord and a shout out in the podcast for being such a good comrade. And $10 a month gets you all that stuff, plus you get to listen to this show live as we have two people doing right now. I believe we have two. Yes, we do. We also have a third person, but it's it's Craig, who's our recorder boy. Anyways. Does Craig deserve rights, be honest? Sorry. In one, I'm doing this in one breath again because I want to. Hit that Jeff Mangum channel. Dr. Activationary, Burgermeister, Stephanie Roth, Pregnant Seidfeld, David Besser, hmm, Alex Schaub, Six Arms Order, Bryce, Sexual Fish Tank, Burning Sandor Clegane, Nick Verne, Alex Hoot, Dick Butt is the Real Jesus, Maximilian and Rower, Tufster McGee, Kangaria, Bryant, Moku, Nick Clarkson, Kadejo, Flo Siegel, Destry Hawk, Siberian Pine Hardwood, Peel the Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Nonbinary with Left Beef, Summer Geist, Dijonese, Wulu Friendship Brigade, Chaz Goblin, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Ollie Anders, and Ellen. I had so much breath left at the end of that. Like, Jeff, like. <laughs>
I could have done I could have done that and also the entirety of of, of the chorus. Is of, Ellen just Ellen me. now? Ellen is no longer the Ellen Neonarco Lalandi is. Wow. That was like our that, that was our perennial ender. I know. Ellen was but, our computer scare. Yeah, Ellen <laughs> Ellen Ellen, you will always be the anarcho Lalandiest to us. Yeah. So this has been um, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Wait, we haven't Matt, Matt, we still have to go around the table and say where people can find us. Oh fuck. My name's Sarah. You can find me on Twitter at SunHatGenya. S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can also check me out on Twitch when I do speedruns, which is twitch.tv slash SunHatGenya, spelled the exact same. I also did a run for Speedruns Rochester recently with uh, other hosts of the show, uh, Alex, not Leaf Crunch, uh, to, and we, uh, I did Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. It was it's a really good. Fun, yeah. You can also check me out on other podcasts on this network, uh, noisespace.xyz. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for That's the me. podcast network. Uh, listen to Fear Baiting, which is the horror movie podcast that I do. Uh, friend of the podcast, Val Flight Cub, is going to be on next week. Uh, listen to The Wonder Years, which is the Animorphs reread slash rewatch podcast that I do with my friends Blair and Sarah, and that's always a blast to listen to in my personal onion. We also want to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off of the album Cold Hearted Town, and thank you very much to Reddit user bisexual punch party for running our reddit reddit.com slash r slash hkipgtd where can we find you folks i'm caroline and i am on twitter at c savage with two b's i'm matt you can find me on twitter at matt gcn i have eighteen thousand other podcasts on this network including uh tuning fork which is a dive into the pitchfork media hype machine we just basically review albums that were lauded by pitchfork or hated by pitchfork and give our opinions um our most recent episode was on um, was on St. Vincent, and it was... I don't know why I'm blanking on the album name right now. Whichever one came out in 2011, it was Strange Mercy. And uh, also Giants Confirmed, which is a album-by-album review of They Might Be Giants' entire catalog. The most recent episode on Apollo 18 um, was just out, and that's me and my friend Trevor. And... Elite Full Restore should be back soon. I swear to God, I'm putting it out here. It's going to happen. There's going to be Pokemon podcast again on this goddamn network. I thought I we're a Pokemon it. podcast. A real one that actually gets to talk <laughs> about Pokemon. People get mad at me if I talk about Pokemon for too long. Anyways, I think that's podcast. That's podcast. Yep. This has been right. Henry this Kissinger. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to die. Not a threat, just a fact. And Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Right. Can be a challenge. It's never easy when there's so much on the line. But you and I can make a difference. Just look inside and you will find the Pokemon. Pokemon, 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 That's deep and true. Bye-bye.